live from your ESG thrift store. Oh, really? A thrift Just store? All old crappy stuff. That smell kind of funny. It's a Business Pants Friday show here at August 25th, Lane Studios, featuring all your favorites. Well, some of your favorites. Jesse the Money Whisperer and Analyst Hole, Matt Muscardi. The first time I can actually call my boss an a-hole. <laughs> right, but it's Analyst Hole. But That's, I could shorten it to yes. a-hole. Yeah, even and you even before be wrong. we called him that, you could have called him that. Yes. Wow. He knows what he is. <laughs> it has been done before. <laughs> Uh, all right. Are we just doing the normal thing? What are we doing? I think we might as well. All right. <laughs> Stories and assholes and that exhausting. Unless someone has something they want to say. Jesse, you have any announcement? Did you get married for the seventh time? Uh, no. No, couple, that's, couple that's a couple weeks, weeks away, right? A couple yeah. weeks. Okay. It'll be yeah. the third. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but my name did officially change. So I'm an Esposito now. Oh, I'm not you're an changing anti So you're not a feminist. Mm-mm. I'm not changing oh. it anywhere in our, our professional documents. I'm protesting <laughs> your. I am too. That's fine. Your your life. That's your loophole. <laughs> That's let's do story of the week. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of anti-feminists in my stories. Me too. In honor of Jesse, who is is who is abiding by the patriarchy and changing her yeah. name for some God knows reason. Finally, someone is. It's I have a love. bunch of uh, I have a bunch of very prominent anti-feminists in my stories of the week. Um, starting with, we'll start with the, with what is, pro- oh, we don't have a slideshow. We don't have any visuals. No, we don't have visuals, but I think Next everyone's week. seen it by now. Uh, I'm calling this one, I guess the director bio picture of the year. I mean, we, you know, ah. we collect part of what I love about freeflowanalytics.com is to see the people's faces, to see the, the, the pictures of the directors and I, as much as I don't really want to cover this story, this has got to be the, the picture of the year. And that is, of course, the mugshot of former president. <laughs> yes, it is. Donald Trump. It's really and fantastic. Let me, get in, let me get into the ESG data on this. Here's what's weird is that he reported his height and weight to be six foot three and 215 pounds. Despite the fact that in April he reported his height to be six foot two, <laughs> and his weight and his weight to be two hundred and forty pounds, Ooh, he's like, he's slimmed down. He's getting taller. Uh, and there's also a, a picture going around uh, with him and Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is actually from a province, Jesse, at Quebec, where women are not allowed to change their names to the men's names. Is that true? Okay. Yes. Uh, but divorce is, is allowed. Trump is pictured by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Trudeau is six foot two, and Trump is noticeably shorter. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my that's my first look. Story hey, there. I I want to subscribe. Like I know that you know diet pills and stuff are like all that get advertised on X and Truth Social now. I want whatever pills he's taking where he grew taller. an inch and lost thirty pounds in like three months. Good for him. Speaking of Truth Social and Twitter and X and all that nonsense, he also made his return to Elon Musk's company last night. Oh. Mo- moments after surrendering, literally, that's what it's called. That's the legalese. After surrendering to the Fulton County jail system, or whatever, he put up a, po- a picture of his mugshot on Twitter saying, never surrender. Oh. <laughs> 
I mean, no, seriously, after like, just, he just, surrendered. But to me, it was like the perfect encapsulation of social media, right? I mean, th- there you have it. It's just a bunch of nonsense, mistruths. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the world is anymore. I really don't. Do we, should we, question, should we yep. begin only showing mugshots of directors mm-hmm. on freeflowanalytics.com. We like, don't have a lot of them. If they have a mugshot, yes. we should show the mugshot, not like their professional bio, right? That sounds like a, a weekend project for Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do that. That's um, That would be amazing. Next story of the week. BlackRock voted against a record 91% of all shareholder proposals in 2023. Blah, so they supported... Blah, blah. They supported only 9% of proposals in 2023, which is down from 24% last year and down from 43% support in 2021. So they have fallen off of a cliff, fallen off the ESG cliff. I mean, but we, we, we talked about this on Wednesday. We have no idea what percentage of those proposals were anti-woke. We have no idea like what the content difference they've they've clearly clearly, something they've clearly stopped doing a thing right but we're also talking about shareholder proposals those represent like two percent of all votes not even it's one percent it only matters who they vote for as directors because these are Mm -hmm. mostly asks for reports so i if they voted against 20 percent more directors but that isn't reported here then isn't that impactful? We just don't. That's this is like half the data. That's my point. Yeah, I like. I the, unfortunately the reporting here does not have the, the precise number of directors voted against. It, that's correct. You say that they voted for eighty eight percent of all management proposals. So I'm guessing that a large portion of the management proposals they rejected were directors. I, and I, I I'll say that. Um, I am not a BlackRock apologist at all. They, this is actually going back to form, right? Like we weren't, it wasn't like BlackRock was a progressive organization constantly voting for. No, but 9% a bit low. 9% 9 might be a bit low, but this is closer to what it used to be. But if they've like balance, counterbalance that by voting against more directors, uh, I'd rather they vote against more directors than, you know, the shareholder proposals. I know Larry Fink is listening. I know he's a fan of the show. Yes, Larry, he is. You caved quickly to the anti-woke movement. You did. So just yeah. cave uh, in the opposite direction to us. And just Re-cave. get that number yeah. up a bit more next year. Get up to 20%. Come yeah. on. What are you doing? Re- cave to on. us. Recave. That's right. Yeah. Caved, right. then recaved. The third story of the week. All my stories are just about like dudes in power, whether we like them or not. Uh, I just wanted to flag this one again because I just think it's important and and because there really weren't a lot of other compelling stories of the week. Meta's news ban and is preventing Canadians from sharing vital information about the wildfires. Uh, we covered this, I think, on Monday. But I, I think it's important to note that there's a dictator running a social media company who is angry and decided that he's not going to let a whole country share news articles on a social media platform. I I mean, I'm of two minds of this. Number one, it is a a super petulant temper tantrum because basically Canada said, you have to pay the news organizations if you're going to use it as part of your platform. And he threw a big temper tantrum. He's like, no, I won't pay. 
and now you don't get any news. It's like a diaper baby. But at the same time, why are we getting our fucking news from Meta? Why is that, is that the only place? Diaper baby? I was just about to say the same thing. I I, I just don't know not, why we're not, only okay, getting our news from there. That's all. It's not that it's the only place to get your news, but it is a convenient way to share the news, right? With with a sure. large group of people all at once. May I suggest Truth Social? <laughs> well, they're <laughs> suggesting that now that Donald Trump is back on X for the first time in uh, over what, a couple of years, yeah, maybe this like is the years. official, unofficial end of Truth Social. I don't know. I don't oh, know wow. There. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he I don't showed care. up and ruined it. And finally, in a story that we haven't covered, uh, this one is just, uh, it's, it's long-winded and ridiculous and terrible. I, I pulled this story... Because yesterday, I to me, it represented a little bit of a victory. Like, it, to me, it represented, like, you know, we've come a long way in 2023. Like, it, like there's something to be hopeful for about the future. And this was the story I, I picked to represent this. Spain's soccer chief to resign after unwanted kiss of female World, World Cup player ignite scandal exposing a deep oh. level of misogyny, right? So that yeah. was the original story yesterday because I, I can't tell you how many women I have known in my life who have told me that upon greeting certain men, they are literally kissed on the lips and it makes them feel yeah. absolutely disgusting, violated. Some of them have even stopped hanging out with those people because they didn't know how to tell them. So they've just like ended the relationship anyway. So I thought... You know, isn't it remarkable that we've come this far in our society that these things can be pointed out and that that heads of, you know, uh, this guy runs this organization and is actually going to step down because of it. But then this morning, uh, there's another headline. Spain's football chief, his name is Luis Rubiales, is now saying he refuses to resign, <laughs> saying that the World Cup kiss was consensual. And the quote from him, he was shouting at an emergency meeting saying, I will not resign. I will not resign. I will not resign. So oh. this story has taken a turn. The woman who he kissed, who he said was consensual kiss, is she's already saying that she intends to pursue action. There are several uh, ministers of government who are already, uh, the, the second deputy prime minister, Yolanda Diaz, and... Um, one other, uh, Irene Montero, Spain, Spain's government minister for equality, already uh, want this guy removed. So this is a big deal over there. So I don't know. I don't know where his story is going to end up, but that's the current state of it. So that's, that's the worst that's part story. about this is mm -hmm. they won the World Cup, right? Like, yeah. but we're not talking about the performance of the Spanish World Cup winning team. We're talking about the fact that they're gross, like, like. Uh, yeah. The gross fucking coach can't keep his lips off a player. You're right, but I think the players are 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 accurate in portraying this as part of the road of of the pro, the progressive you know path of women's sports, right? Because that that we we've got to a place where the women's World Cup is a now an important event, one that's watched by many people, one that's reported on by male journalists. Uh, is already an achievement, but the, but this is part of it. Like this, getting to this point, getting to equal pay, getting to equal broadcasting, all that is this. Unfortunately, is part of that story, right? So I think, unfortunately, is they're kind of in, in their twined in some ways. And this would imagine the men's team won. 
this would never happen. I mean, you are not going to see, oh, even if it was a female soccer chief, was would not go up to a men's soccer player of a winning team and grab his face and kiss him. Mm, if roles were reversed on the lips, yeah. she would not. <laughs> There's another part of the story, which is, you know, just speaking to, I guess, who he is, but he also apologized this week for grabbing his crotch while standing next to the queen. I guess he, when they won, he grabbed his crotch as a way of like taunting the opposing coach, right? Right oh. while the queen was there. And he, he actually did publicly apologize for that, saying he was so emotional, he lost control, and he I, I took my hands, said I took scum. my hands there. He's just kind of- I took a, my hands a, there. He's a buffoon. Who but does he's saying, that? He's saying he's that, that this he's calling this false feminism and that he's been quote unquote hunted since taking the job in 2018, that he's been suffering every day of his life for five <laughs> years because oh. the false feminists oh. have been attacking him. This, this, this is, is how he characterizes this. Okay, oh. that was the worst part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you almost didn't include that. Yeah. Jesse, there's there's so much more I could include. It is just a, it is a, a horrible unwinding story. The yeah, real question yeah. is, what board seat is he probably up for next year once this all blows over? Yeah, that's do we, good. Yeah. <laughs> do we think he... I will uh, say this. He, he also said that... Uh, uh, he said that anyone who saw the instances uh, seeing that as anything other than a kiss between two friends celebrating something were idiots and stupid people. <laughs> so he's including the idiots and stupid people as two ministers in the government and the... And the person who he kissed, who is filing action. He's so, just anyway. being hunted. All right, stories, <laughs> stories of the week Sorry include- Sorry for those stories, Jesse. Those include, are bad, horrible um, stories. The Donald Trump mugshot, BlackRock's voting, uh, Meta's news ban, and Spain's soccer chief. Not resigning. Crotch resigning, grabbing, not, resigning. not resigned, flip-flop soccer chief. Um, Jesse. But again, Jesse, I will say, again, I pointed it out. The reason why I selected that story is we have come quite far in our society that right Not that this is even a enough. story. Okay, but still I I'm a I'm way I'm older than you. So to me it's an achievement. It, I, yes, I guess, exactly. But it's an achievement gross. to me. I'm old. Um Donald Trump, I'm gonna go with his mugshot. Yeah. He has a fucking mugshot. Are we really gonna <laughs> let him run to be our president? Really? Yeah, that's correct. That is the that is the correct answer. But And there's no way he's two hundred fifteen pounds. It's not <laughs> it's yeah, hard to it's, beat that answer. It's actually not for the fact that he has a mugshot. It's if there ever was a case for radical transparency about every director and every CEO and every politician, yeah. it would be that he changed his weight and height on a whim <laughs> for a like after for a mugshot for like an official mugshot. He also clearly practiced for this mugshot. Uh, it's very strange. He's trying to look tough. He, he clearly practiced this for hours. Are you in think, yeah, he was in the mirror, right? He was definitely in the He's amazing. Matt, you were talking about the overlap between our favorite uh, anti-ESG dude, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Trump, and how they they both kind of use truth in, in a false yeah. way, right? Like. <laughs> They use truth as the ultimate gaslight. If you keep yeah. saying what I say is the truth and then you say something demonstrably false immediately after you just said what I say is and the yet, truth. Yeah. 
And yet everything they do is is to undermine actual truth. Yeah, yeah. There's no it's, there's no real truth involved. Right. Yeah, they're really good at that. All right, that brings us to Goodly. What's your, well, what's 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 Matt's vote? I voted for Trump. Okay, all right. Don't don't talk over the music. The music is the best part. <laughs> I'll do whatever I want. Uh, that brings us to goodliest of the week. There are two and a quarter goodliest of the weeks. Damien, yours is the first one in the absence of Ari. Uh, Let's, Ari's I actually Ari, I thought Ar- here. Ari was here. She okay, is, but, but she's here she's temporarily. Not working, is she? She's like half working. I think she's taking a nap on the couch or she would like to um, because she's she not even supposed to, to be to here. She's not even she's, supposed to be here. Um, not in honor of Ari because she wouldn't even say hi to me. Uh, my goodliest is that the UPS workers, they approved their massive new labor deal. They approved it this week, which is a record 86% of votes. Can you imagine? I can't imagine voting against this. Yeah. Who are the Honestly, 14%? You, uh, yeah. So this represents 340,000 workers, which is an incredible. It's an incredible amount of workers. And here are the, the, the highlights of this new awesome contract. Huge wage increases for full and part-time workers, uh, for drivers. Uh, full-time drivers will average $170,000 in pay Whoa. benefits. I'm going to quit this uh, the job. End, <laughs> the, the end of a so-called two-tier employee classification system that disadvantage junior employees. Installation of cooling systems. That's called hey! air conditioning trucks. And... I'll just stop right there. That's it. That's the win. And the an end to required overtime work on an employee's scheduled day off. This is this is incredible. Yeah, I, I this is just beautiful. I, I I don't know how other when, upon seeing this, I don't know how all groups are not like rushing to unionize, but they're not. I'm so surprised. I I wouldn't be surprised if every other like FedEx and you know Amazon drivers they all just apply for UPS jobs now. Like mm. every yeah. single one of them. And they never, they don't have a problem for a decade filling a position. Cause not only are you actually cool while you drive your truck, but you have health care. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. good deal. Um, this, uh, my only beef with this story is it's the 45th mm-hmm. time that we've talked about it as like goodliest or something. Yeah. Literally. But it looked like we're look, dragging this It was, it was shit ratified. Out. It was ratified this week and I needed to feel good about something. <laughs> this, this feels, this makes me feel so good. It's, it's hard to find as Jesse will point out later in, in this segment, it's hard to find good stories this week. I, um, my good list was not actually good either. See, um, See? Uh, <laughs> I admit. Um, but I saw this headline, BlackRock pumps, breaks on municipal bond fund amid ESG backlash. Yeah, tell me so about that. So here's the backstory. BlackRock had announced an ESG municipal bond fund. Municipal bond like state and local government bonds. The fund was designed to, quote, tilt towards issuers with high health and equality scores. So the uh-huh. fund would use state level data about like equality and labor and like policies and stuff like that and health outcomes, you know, like mortality rates and whatever data, big data they have and tilt the bonds accordingly. Mm-hmm. But this is what I like about this story. Do you know what states suck at health and equality data? I, mean, I could guess, but tell me. Every state that banned BlackRock and ESG, right? right? right. So. The ridiculous but, part about this is yeah. the article makes it sound like this is part of ESG backlash. But imagine if BlackRock had put out a municipal bond fund they'd been working on for two years that 
tilts away from all of the states that are now anti-ESG states and towards all these blue states, mm-hmm. the media basically hasn't looked at a single data point, so they, they have no idea what the actual outcome of this fund would have been. This isn't like they're pumping the brakes because of the backlash. They are pumping the brakes because if they were to have put it out, then every fucking conservative would have jumped on this and said, see, you're discriminating against our state. Well, but despite the fact that the data just says you suck. But that's what, but, but I would agree that the optics do suggest that. No, it suggests that they're being penalized. I just, are they being penalized? Like, because they suck. Like, would you? I'm with you. I'm with you. But (laughs) I'm saying that. Capitalism. but to me, I wonder if, if if this is not exactly what BlackRock is doing. If they are caving again, I, mean, I don't it, understand what's the what's the what's the other rationale for for not doing for not for not releasing this bond. I don't get it. Well, this this is what I like about it because if BlackRock comes out with the bonds six or eight months from now after the election, right, um, or when the election is sort of like full on, and it kind of maybe they wait until the election passes. If they wait until then, then you know, and it comes out exactly as I would expect it to come out, um, then you know that they were just pausing until the uh-huh. idiots stopped talking about it so much. Okay. If they, the it comes out before then and the red states that ban ESG or BlackRock are in the fund, like they're not quote unquote discriminated against and discriminated, it's like it's like we want to talk about Vivek's meritocracy, the states fucking suck at these things. The data says the states suck at these things. So meritocracy, hey, like speaking of Vivek's meritocracy, Matt, uh, I follow the CEO of Vivek's former company, Strive Asset Management that he founded. Uh, I figured out how this, who, how the CEO of Strive became the CEO. He released a photograph of him at high school with Vivek and his brother. <laughs> So that's that's how the meritocracy actually yeah, works. That's Matt, the meritocracy. So aware. I'm just, yeah, they so, went to high school together. If they come out with this fund and it doesn't tilt away from the states you know the data says suck and instead is like something more sanitized, then they're caving, right? Like that to me is you're compromising the I data. I gotta tell you. In order yeah. to, I don't know. I, I just love that this story is a story because it's I it's, it make it makes it amuses me. I have no desire to like jump on BlackRock and attack BlackRock. But I got to tell you, like for 2023, when authenticity seems to be, you know, the thing that people like seek the most, I think honestly think BlackRock, Anheuser-Busch, Target, they they've all blown it. Yeah, they're all con artists. I, why not you? But why not just lean into what like lean into what you're doing? Like, yeah. why are they running so quickly? Oh, oh I don't get well, it. That's like, what we said on Wednesday. We said reclaim the acronym. Just fucking yes, own it. I don't just do I it. I don't know what you're afraid of. I, I mean, I think I, I'm guessing that ninety plus percent of BlackRock's clients absolutely believe that. Uh, you know, identifying long-term risk using ESG data is absolutely essential. Yeah, I don't know. What are we terrified of? I don't. I, I honestly hiding. don't know. I really don't know. Um, Jesse, you have a good list, but your good list is what? My good list is that there was no good this week because <laughs> I, I'm too depressed. I feel good about I'm that. too depressed from watching the Republican debate to choose anything to see Wait, any good in this week. Did you actually watch the debate? I only got like 35 minutes in. 
Oh, that's and that's then I good started crying. I didn't even try. Okay, <laughs> I that's started. Good on you. Matt had to talk me off a ledge after. I watched the I, whole yeah, thing. I completely. I, I I know how much these things rile me up and make me crazy, so I just avoided it. Well, yeah, it, it was not oh, good I, for my mental health. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah, because you can just like laugh at it, but I'm like, I'm like ready to move off, like move my life off grid and not have kids ever and bring little innocent people <laughs> oh. into this terrible world that we're about to live in. Little innocent people. I just like <sighs> the outcome of this, we should actually relatively enjoy because the read on Vivek, right? So, mm-hmm. so when you watched it, DeSantis is an empty vessel. That guy doesn't have a thought. Right, no. like meatball he, run, he, uh, he, putting, putting fingers. Put, putting fingers. If we had a, a slideshow, you were gonna see the, yeah. meatball the consensus run. winner oh. of the debate. Anti woke, anti ESG, Ron DeSantis. The broad consensus winner of the debate was the only woman on the stage. Nikki Haley is viewed uh, shock, largely shock. as the winner of the debate. As the adult, uh, the, as the adult, she, as yeah, the adult. Yeah. Yeah. You want to say she's the yeah, janitor exactly. CEO, right? Um, yeah. uh, the the which is. I guess not that shocking, but Vivek was the most divisive person because most people thought he was either a Trump 2.0, Trump like acolyte, Trump figurehead, right? So if you're into the MAGA thing, then then that's what he's there for. Or he's a divisive little like snot-nosed punk kid who's cocky, arrogant, and that's how you get headlines and that's didn't you, say you, yeah. shit worth listening to. But the fact that he's he broke up not Democrats who think that, but he's breaking up Republicans, which suggests right. that the Republicans are kind of like a little over the MAGA thing. Like there's a let's hope. Hard, let's hope. There's a big section of Republican. I don't know. I I thought it was I thought it was great. He was he was let's in hope. rare form too. There was one you point where DeSantis great. is answering a question and Vivek pretends to lick his finger and hold it in the air like he's just great. taking where the wind comes from and saying that unlike thing. Uh, unlike Vivek who the, the had the media has been now that now that they're paying attention to him are constantly reporting that everything Vivek says he has said the opposite in the past <laughs> yeah which is amazing he was on our Almost show without a, to a fault yeah may I remind you listeners he was on our show using CRT and um, and basically uh, theories of systemic bias against marginalized communities to describe why there aren't that many women or people of color as CEOs. He I want to do over on, on our show. show. Can we have a do over on that show? Oh, because I was trying, I was, I was overdoing being diplomatic because yeah. I wanted him to keep coming back on the show, but I want to yeah. do over now. I was a little I mad do-over. at you guys for like, I mean, I couldn't even get through that show. No, I couldn't. What because Jesse, was because reasonable at the time. Because the kind of shows I hate, Jesse, are the ones where both sides are just preaching to the choir. Yeah, I was no, dream- I, get I was that. channeling my mom in the best way possible in that trying to find a middle ground, trying to find a diplomatic middle ground where we could actually have a conversation about something. But, but you, you can't, can't you, you can't just couldn't do you that couldn't. with a con artist and a narcissist. I know. He really got was, under your I, skin. Oh, I was trying. I, I honestly there were there was like one or two things out of the forty minutes of things that he said that I was like, Yeah, that's right. Like he, I, I, I don't disagree with you. The, the problem is he then interweaves it with seven other things mm. that are basically non indefensible. There's no data non sequitur hate. Non sequitur. <laughs> like managed to get like that is the Republican Party though. It's, a it, trans person. It is non sequitur hate. Yeah, yeah. It, that is all they. All they're good at is hate. So uh, I guess yeah. the only goodliest that we can vote for is the UPS workers. 
Um, oh, let's just, let's just move on. We'll call it UPS. <laughs> Pretty much that. So UPS workers win for the 400th time in six weeks. All right, weeks. come on. Here we go. It's worth, it's worth celebrating, you dope. <laughs> As holiest of the week. This is where we actually oh, no. get into... Um, there's only three. There's only three. Are we already riled up? All right. Here's the first asshole. This one's pretty easy. Kid Rock's Bud Light hypocrisy was his outrage all for show. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Kid Rock was, if you didn't see this, Kid Rock was seen on social media in a picture drinking a Bud Light. Just like the other day, just like two days ago. Well, he likes Bud Light. That's why the whole thing's ridiculous. This after he... Um, used an AR-15 to shoot cans of Bud Light, got someone uh-huh. at ABM Bev fired, at least one person, began a deep run. I mean, you can argue- Got women fired. Got a woman yeah. fired. Um, you could argue that Kid Rock is the genesis of the conservative snowflake boycotts writ large, like the target boycott, yeah. all of that. It was because of, in part, sure. he was sort of like the lightning rod for it. Turned everyone- in a MAGA hat into like a, a, a hater of one trans person. Like they just dumped on one individual trans person. Who was and, not part of any kind of ad campaign, just was given one commemorative can. And has begun like this movement to like have an alternate ecosystem of products that cost six times as much, but have a flag <laughs> uh, printed on them. Yeah, right? $20 for a six pack of beer plus $25 shipping. And, now- <laughs> and there was a great article in... In uh, I think the Atlantic, who bought some of these products, and they they waited about ten weeks for the six pack to come to <laughs> yeah. their house. Yeah, it was not great. Like you're not exactly yeah. tailgating. Excellent, it's excellent. So Kid Rock basically might be a total hypocrite. It was just for show, which is not shocking at all. Kid Rock is not in our influence metrics, but I thought oh. we should in we should illuminate why AB InBev probably didn't give too many fucks about Kid Rock. Because yeah. here is the influence of the board of directors of AB InBev as of July by nationality. Okay. U.S. Well, they are they're they're a notably international company, right? They're headquartered in Belgium. In Belgium, right? So okay. so we're talking about a company where you know everybody wants to Bud Bud Light boycott. Everybody wants to say they're woke, but. The reason why they probably don't care that much over the long term, U.S. board member influence, 24% of the board is is U.S. board member influence. Brazilian board member influence is 35% of the board. Brazilian nationality. Belgians are 38%. Colombians are 1%. And Indian is 2%, which basically means- yeah. The funny thing about that list, Matt, is that the U.S. is the most woke out of all five of those. Those, those are, yeah, go ahead. 76% of the board, though, does not care about a tiny like fraction of the U.S. population sl- yeah, who is, sliver. Is, is like deeply upset about one about trans one of person, their thousands of brands. Yeah, about one, of their one thousands of can, brands. one brand out of a thousand held yeah. by a trans person and Kid Rock shooting it. I, that's, that's why, I, I, again, that's stupid. why I'm like deeply disappointed that they, they even caved quickly that's to correct. this and didn't just be like, your, your, uh, your hate is repugnant. Get over it. Yeah, they, that's correct. So Kid Rock is your first asshole of the week. Um, number two, here's the headline. Dick's CEO blames oh. alarming retail theft for a surprising profit drop. Quote, it's a problem for our entire country. Oh, you this mean for is, the you mean for the other CEOs or everybody? 
<laughs> I, it was unclear. They, they talk, she was talking about retail. This is actually an asshole reminder, okay? Okay. The CEO of Dick's is a woman named Lauren Hobart, okay? Okay. Dick's CEO and founder was Ed Stack, who igered his way into a glass cliff replacement, and he still is executive chair and holder of more than 50% of Class B shares. So he owns the vote with his co-founder, who's also on the board, Bill Colombo. He okay. still makes more money than the CEO. He actually takes still. his take-home pay is larger wow. than the CEO's take-home pay. So what she is is she's the Linda Yaccarino of of sporting goods. Like she basically <laughs> just shows up and has to face bullshit. Um, but this is the, your reminder: Stack is thirty eight percent of the firm influence, and Bill Colombo is thirty two percent. The CEO has a distant and pathetic seven percent influence. Uh, this is another one of these companies that, I mean, I don't know who here has spent time in Dick's. Uh, it, it, I feel like it's dominated by female shoppers, right? Oh, really? And I've never an, been in a Yeah, Dick's. another, and, and as we point out many times, women make most of the, the purchasing decisions in the household. Dick's, another one of these companies that has basically no female influence on their none. board. None, basically not, none. There are no, there, there's beyond influence. There's only three out of like how many members, like 12 yeah. or something. I mean, there's, <laughs> they just don't exist there. There's no women in power there. And Ed Stack, and this is your asshole reminder. Ed Stack made a big show of cutting his salary during COVID. Do you remember? We covered this on the show yeah. during COVID. Mm -hmm. He cut his salary, which was a million dollars to zero. <laughs> they cut the salary of all the executives and somehow still managed to give himself right before cutting his salary to zero, a massive stock award while the stock was hovering at its all time low. Great. He made millions more than any prior year as a result. And then after that, um, he has his fake CEO trot out and say, like uh, we had a surprising profit job because people had to steal shit in order, because they can't afford to buy it post COVID and uh, she gets to uh, give that message. It, I, I just, I just want everyone to know when it Lauren Bobert or Hobert Bobert. Oh my God. When Lauren Hobert comes out as a CEO of Dick's and talks about like anything happening at Dick's Ed stack is Dick's. She is not to blame. Don't blame her. The guy hiding up in the executive chair, getting paid more right. who paid himself more during COVID than, uh, but made a show of cutting his salary. That's the guy to remember as the asshole. I like it. Which brings me to number three. And last, here's the headline. Ron DeSantis wants to strip Disney workers of free passes and discounts, arguing it sucks millions from Florida's economy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wait, what? So Ron DeSantis. Really? We're getting, we're getting that. We're, 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 that we're, is so this petty. level of petty. Yeah. yeah. The Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board submitted a complaint to the inspector general saying that Disney giving out free passes to Florida employees, Florida residents, means they're robbing the the state of tax dollars. That's oh that, wow. That's, this is like a 
This is like extra level bizarre. Because I was going to say, how does that affect Florida? But They said it amounts yeah. to, quote, unethical benefits and perks. <laughs> but is that true, though? But but when the company gives out free passes, they don't have to record those and then still pay. They do sure record that's it. that's how it they works? They record it. Right. At, they probably... Yeah, they probably do pay the taxes on those gifts, but it's a different like tax bracket, and they get paid oh, less fine, taxes. Whatever. But here's what here's so what's the funny part is: the Florida Commission on <laughs> Ethics has just had to quit his job because he's also on the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board, and he quit to like which is unethical. He can't sit on that board and on the ethic be the commissioner of ethics, and he chose the one that pays him four hundred thousand dollars a year, <sighs> and. Just to prove that this story is all about, as Damien's been saying all along, it's just like this anti-wokey, like petty shit is all about women, gays, unions, and brown people. That's he, it. Here's Disney's- to proxy. Here's Disney's non-executive staff. This is Disney's disclosures. Their, their staff that they want to stop giving $4 worth of candy corns at the gift shop. Right. This is who they're, this is who they're targeting. Uh -huh. The staff is 52% female, 50% people of color, 31% Hispanic or Latino, and 53% unionized. The median wage is $17.15 an hour or $36,000 a year, which is an 11 to 1 um, pay ratio next to just Gilzean, who yeah, was forget the, Iger. Just, <laughs> just who's the, the head the, of the, the Disney board that um, DeSantis yeah, put in place. DeSantis, yeah. So... Um, wow. they're assholes. So those are your three. Well, luckily, Matt, none of those people really vote for DeSantis anyway. So they're not his voters. Well, that's why they can hurt them, right? Like, that's why they don't yeah. care. Kid Rock, um, Dick's real wow. CEO, and uh, Ron DeSantis stripping Disney workers. That, of fucking, I, that is like a, like a, a, a new level, a new level of petty popcorn. that I can't really wrap my head around that DeSantis one. <laughs> yeah, it's real. I mean, ridiculous. But to think that, again, like, not to get back to the same old tired story, but that the Republican Party itself is the one telling corporations they're not they're not telling corporations don't give your workers free passes to their to your own company. That's what they're saying. I mean, that's that's really that's crazy. what they're saying now. What I what I like about actually this that story is that with a four second look, you can see who because Disney disclosed a tremendous amount of data about their workforce, so you can mm -hmm. see. I can't tell who that is in Florida, but we do know that the majority of that non-executive staff, it works out of Florida, out of parks, right? Mm -hmm. So what we know is that they're targeting literally women, Hispanic people and people of color and unions. That's what they're targeting. That's all they're targeting. Mm. So those are your options. Any votes? I'll go. Um, I'm gonna vote this for the sounding vote ever. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, go. God. I'm gonna vote for Ed Stack, Dick's actual CEO. Dick's Dick, got it. Um, <laughs> Dick's Dick. <laughs> that's uh, I like a good um, hiding CEO. I think that I think we that's actually what we're here to do right expose people, expose directors yeah. like this. So. Well, absolutely, I, good I, use of our data. I feel like we should we should make a marker because we had the same thing with Walgreens. Yeah. Um, Damien did a deep dive into Walgreens, and we looked at our data. We found out that like you Another know, female led Ros Rosalind Brewer looks like the CEO, but is not. I mean, there's a hiding CEO on the board. Yeah. Um, so these hidden CEOs are all assholes to me. Well, you know what? It, it, it reminds me of how 
Mark Zuckerberg used to use Sheryl Sandberg, which is trotting her out yeah. when times are rough to apologize, essentially, right? To deal with the crap. Despite the fact that, as you pointed out, Matt, I'm looking at their proxy statement at Dick's. He is the high, most highly paid executive yes, you know, across the board. <laughs> right. Yeah, he, he is. So anyway, um, I'm reading this. Art, I got sidetracked because I'm reading this article out of Fortune. How Disney firefighters are pissed off at uh, DeSantis taking away their free park passes. So there you go. <laughs> um, as they should be. This is a tough one, but I think I'm going to. I'm going to agree with Jesse in the sense that I'm not going to let Matt have a point of view here. We have because a, <laughs> we have she's sweep. right. This sort of beautifully uh, showcases what our data can do, right? So I agree with you. I think it's great to point out that Dick's CEO is still a... Oh, no, not, not CEO. Dick's executive chair yes, at is Stack still is a CEO. Dick. <laughs> yes. yeah. That's it. So that's my vote. Dick's fake CEO um, is not the asshole Dick's real CEO is. Which brings us to... Oh, man. Now we're going to do exhausting this. Now we're going to get exhausted. More men that can exhaust us. Ugh. All right. All right. First headline... Yeah. GOP candidate Larry Elder thinks access oh. to capital isn't an issue for women entrepreneurs. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He oh. knows yeah. the statistic. <laughs> so PitchBook came out with this statistic that companies founded solely by women receive just 2.1% of all venture Think funding in 2022. Then you get firms that have male and female co-founders, they get only 18% of oh, venture dollars. The women are dragging down the men. 82% of venture funding goes to companies founded by males. And this guy thinks that this isn't an issue. It's not an issue. It's only It only has to do with your effort, and meritocracy kind of sounds like another person we know who just touts meritocracy. About me? No. Yes, she is. <laughs> no. Uh, I have a question though. Should we refer to him as GOP candidate Larry Elder? Does anybody even know well, like Larry Elder's no. running for president? Was he on stage? No, no, no. He didn't get enough okay, donors. But, he didn't get enough no. anything. Okay. No one cares about him. Well, okay. We'll just call him Larry Elder. <laughs> guy, but then it's like, why are we talking thinks, about him? <laughs> guys, yeah, guys are fine. Can I, can I point out another thing, Jesse, just on that same uh, subject that is equally exhausting that I just wanted to get off my chest? This is from uh, Harvard Law School Forum on Corporate Governance. This is something that nobody still gets angry about, and yet we should all be very exhausted by. They're talking about female CEOs. They're looking at the S&P 500, the FTSE 100, and the Nikkei 225, right? 41 in the S&P 500, 10 in the FTSE 100, one in the Nikkei 225. One woman? Wow. One woman. Uh, this is the state. This is the state <laughs> where, uh, I, I mean, Larry Elder knows better is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't right, think sorry. he does, sorry, actually. Sorry for that tangent, Jesse. That's okay. Speaking That's of okay. men. Speaking of more annoying men, uh, South Carolina's Supreme Court now has an all-male board. They oh, just... Yeah. They just replaced the lone woman on the board, Justice Kay Hearn, with a dude. Mm -hmm. 
And of course, once they did so, they voted on the six-week ban for abortions. And they, of course, reversed their prior vote that would not uphold the six-week ban. Well, it upheld the six-week ban, but now they reversed it. So now there will be... um, there will be no abortions after six weeks in South Carolina. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Mm-hmm. So like there's like these uh, episodes when Leslie is part of the like the town council or whatever. Um, right. And the old guy has a calendar of when her periods are. Do you think right. that all the other men in the South Carolina like uh, Supreme Court we're like sitting around waiting for her to leave. Like, oh my God, like, is, is it that time of the month for her? We shouldn't do this case. Well, she re- like, yeah, probably because she reached her maximum age. <laughs> so they were, it was probably the day after or like they probably had her birth hour and they were like, they were oh, like, sorry, it's you're, you're 10, out. It's 10 a.m. You're out. You're, you got to go. Well, All right. Everybody want to vote again? And they've got cigars. I, I you know. Do we know anything about her? Was she was she a conservative judge? Do we know? I can't imagine any judge in South Carolina being liberal. I doubt she was liberal, but like, uh, but they had enough votes, so they voted four to two, no, four to one this time. But Mm -hmm. prior, I mean, they had to have enough votes to have voted the opposite way. I don't know what what was at question here. Is I guess there was a change in language. that they were voting on, but the one person who dissented, the one male who dissented said that it wasn't a strong enough change in language to warrant reversing what they had already voted so on. So basically go change the language yeah. more and make it stronger. And then, so we can re-vote so we can on just it. revote on it. It does strike me though, as a very odd coincidence if the minute she's replaced, yep. they basically reverse this. I like I wonder if there's social pressure in these rooms. Like because they're all voting on a women's issue, right? Women's healthcare, women's rights, women's issue, bodily autonomy. If they're all sitting around with a woman in the room, even if they're all conservatives, and saying to themselves, "Well, like I don't want to, I don't want to come out like too str- like not in front oh, of her." I don't, right? like, I don't oh, think they care nah, about her. Uh, th- yeah, I'm sorry. On. What are you talking uh, about? It's different when you're doing it on Twitter versus doing it. In someone's face I and being like, "I'm, I'm, we're gonna make a decision about women's Matt, bodies." You're talking about people who, have, for years, for decades, have put out press photos of themselves, a bunch of men proudly signing these horrible laws. Into yeah, because there's no women. Know, right? But you know what sucks? But I'm saying, too? That why would you put out those pictures? Why would you do that? You know what also sucks is that watching the debate, uh, Nikki Haley, she she had to like preclude her statement that she thinks that states should just be able like on the abortion issue she thinks it should be a state's decision but she had to preclude that and say oh but i'm very pro-life because i had trouble getting pregnant and my like you can't even be a woman in politics yeah and just say i think women have a right without saying oh but i'm very pro-life like if you're yeah. in these states that are like Which i don't even believe even, in the first place even but that's a whole story. sucks but can like, you imagine even, being in a closed room with nikki haley and saying nikki we're, we're we're voting we're voting down like abortion rights period and nikki haley's like 
do you, how much experience do you have with that exactly? Like, um, and I don't and think it gets to that conversation. You don't I don't think so? it gets to that. No, no. not not in the Republican side of the aisle. I don't think that they have. They don't think that they no, work in the. No, in fact, that, that sounds like a very woke. In fact, I know right? that they don't because here here is what one of the justices, John Kittredge, who wrote for the new majority, acknowledged. Okay, this is what he said after the vote. The 2023 law also infringes. He acknowledges that it infringes on a woman's right of privacy and bodily autonomy, but, but. it doesn't but. outweigh the interest of an unborn child but. to live. The interest of, of an, an unborn, unborn child. child to live. So that's what they're calling a fetus, an unborn child. Well, and that's the whole thing is they're using fetus as language mm-hmm. when it has been scientifically proven that before that at six weeks, it's still an embryo. The heart has not developed. Right. It's not a fetus yet. It's an embryo. So anyways, they're just twisting all of this however they want so that they can vote on it. And the implications are that Planned Parenthood has paused abortions right now while they work to understand what this means. And South Carolina's hospitals have already turned away patients. Jesse, let me mansplain this for you. (laughs) Yeah. I think what what you're trying to say is that no man should ever be part of the decision making on this issue. They should never, I don't even, we don't even need to hear their opinion. They you don't even sh- need to, you don't even post it on true social, whatever. We don't care. They should not believe that they have any input. They have the right to any input. Zero input. So I don't what, even want to hear what you so think. So what they vote, if they have to vote because they control an entire Supreme Court of the state, they should say, oh, we're going to let the women decide. That should be How your about vote. This, Until there's no women. In the Supreme Jesse, Court. how about this? No, no, how about no, no. The, the only- women, them, their constituents, the female Never. constituents. We're gonna let them. So, so their vote is, we're not banning it. <laughs> Jesse, this is. A, how about this? If, if you're invited to a Thanksgiving dinner, right, a meal with these guys, that's the only place you're allowed to voice your opinion, if you want. <laughs> But only at Thanksgiving with your family and friends. Yes. I will allow you to tell me what you think <laughs> about but that's your it. body. How about that? That's it. Uh, and there's more exhausting there's us more. the week. There's so much more. Uh, the, the don't next, get so excited, Jesse. Here's the Calm next down. headline. Well, this one's yeah. just, this one, I don't know why this is crazy Surprised to me. Surprised you pulled this one. Yeah, yeah it, it's just more of a PSA for myself and others, but okay, here's the for headline. my daughter tomorrow. Yeah, the college mm-hmm. board tells TikTok and Facebook your SAT scores. So Gizmodo ran a test and yep. found out, they went on the college board's website and they have this search tool where you can put in your SAT score and your GPA and see what colleges you'd be accepted to. That's their search mm-hmm. tool. And what college board does with this that Gizmodo had found out is that they use pixels, kind of like what every tracking app or site does and sends your data. They use pixels to track your info and they send that what they figured out is they're sending it to TikTok and Facebook for targeted ads. And Gizmodo reached out to College Board and a spokesperson was like, we don't do that. They said, we do not do that. And Gizmodo sends them a screenshot of their test proving that they do that. And they're like, oh, that's just the te- that's just to test the <laughs> efficacy of our advertising. Oh, oops. So you literally <laughs> do that. Like, how could you say you don't? And they're like, we don't pass on any personal information, no names, mm-hmm. no addresses. And it's like, how are these scores not personal? What do you, oh, that just doesn't fall into this. So anyways, uh, 
be yeah. aware that this is happening on sites like this. So like if it's happening on College Board, is it happening on FAFSA? Like, I don't know. There are very, and anyways, Gizmodo found that 28,000 other apps are sharing your information with big tech, obviously. Just like, so every just time- Just like Anheuser-Busch, just like BlackRock, Anheuser-Busch, Target, Big tech, just lean into what you're doing. You're you're sharing everything with everyone. You're giving and selling all of our personal information constantly. Just lean into it. It also seems we know so this. gross now, right? Like they're they've commodified. But you know, Jesse, you knew. I, but they've. I didn't even think about this. I mean, this didn't happen when I was applying for schools. They weren't. I wasn't getting targeted ads on. I mean, I wasn't on social media, but I wasn't getting targeted ads on my Instagram. Go here. Go here. Try here. Like that just was not happening. I think actually well, that had more to do with your D average and your 720 yeah, SAT scores. I think actually we should create an app or a, or like a like a a side application of some kind that whenever you type anything into a computer ever, it shows you the picture of the person who mm. effectively controls that data, whether it's Ooh. Mark Zuckerberg or it's Elon Musk or it's like um, or Sergey and Larry or yeah. it's Satya Nadella. It, it, you should just have a face pop up and be like, well, thanks. Thanks constantly. Well, because it, to be fair to Satya Nadella, it's a bit more of a democracy there. Well, maybe, but, but like you can't, you can't avoid. I mean, you can avoid using the search tool, but you can't avoid going on College Board. No, Off, like I can, I don't. Okay, but these well, these students Jesse, can't. Like it's this is wild. Like you can choose what apps you get on your phone. You know what uh, Chrome just did? Um, uh, they Chrome updated automatically on one of my computers and it said like, we've added enhanced privacy. And I was mm. like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. And it was like, do you want to see the settings? And of course, no one clicks the settings, but I clicked on the settings. And the enhanced privacy was the ability to turn off all these things that they turned on, mm. which was sharing all my information. <laughs> so the enhanced yeah. privacy was actually, unless you go in and look at the settings to see that they took it from not giving that much to giving everything with your ability to turn it off, then mm -hmm. like you'd have to click through and turn it back off in order to get enhanced privacy. You thank the EU uh, for that. See, one. this is exhausting. <laughs> Jesse, I, we also heard uh, a couple of weeks ago that colleges themselves, this is supposedly, they track students. So when they send emails to students, the universities themselves track how the students inter interact with that, mm -hmm. right? Where they, if they go to the website, how long they're spending on the website, Ooh. what they're clicking through totally. at the website, everything. <laughs> totally, yeah. Because they're because they're they're using it as a measure. Students or these they're are... using yes perspective. Okay. They're using it as a measure of of engagement to see if they how much they actually care about going there. They and they're using that data as part of the decision process to admit students. Supposedly, I mean, this oh. is what we were told. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, just blew Jesse's mind. There's one more. Well, I on thought this list. I thought you were gonna say they're just use. I mean, everybody does that, but I didn't know they were using it in a decision process later on. Like, oh, you this person spent 15 minutes, the so is, they're more interested than you. We're gonna admit them, even though the point. Yeah, paper, the point is Jesse when you when you wake up. I'm talking about you specifically. Okay. When you wake up, crawl out of your coffin or whatever you sleep in. <laughs> 
and, and engage with the world, it's all being tracked and sold and bought. You know, I mean, you have to know this. I know. Saying, there are, right? there right. are, I woke d- up and used the Peloton app this morning. The, the, the phone there has like, when I move it, it has like, you know, motion sensor, direction sensors. It, it actually has exactly a heat sensor. Movement. So they know everything. Like there was, it's there was so a story eerie. Like two years ago about people like having phones in their pockets and people, they were tracking the temperature of the people, right? The scariest thing to me is that it, it has tracked my behavior so much that it will predict things that I don't even know that I need yet in a targeted ad. It'll be like, (laughs) oh, you did a renovation in your upstairs, so you must need this lamp i don't know oh, and i'm like, I like oh that. shit i needed yeah. a lamp like, oh that jesse no scary. no don't know, listen know, to the know, advertisement what does it tell you that you need to buy three more kegs Kegs. <laughs> <laughs> we got you stayed in the room we got rid of it okay all right i got i got a really your quick last one i got a story, really yeah. quick one so <laughs> this was actually sent to me because i'm on my pifa soap soapbox lately which mm-hmm. for good reason because now all of a sudden everybody's interested in pifas i've seen tons of yeah i actually about them. i'm crediting jesse with starting the PFAS anti-pifas revolution i think yes, I, did. I credit jesse with everything all right here's the headline papers <laughs> i'll wait Paper straws are more likely to contain harmful forever chemicals than plastic straws. New research finds. <laughs> Which, like, oh. obviously, because without them, they would degrade. So now we yeah. are faced with choosing, do we save the turtles or do we no. save ourselves from PFAS? <laughs> Neither. What do you, all go everybody should what be dead. Mean? All right, those are your those are your four, three and a quarter. There's Mine's easy. Larry Elder. Oh, no, this is not that easy. Um, all male board. Because they're kind of all the same and uh, all sucky. Reversing abortion. <laughs> I don't care about the second two. The first two I care about. College board um, tracks your everything. And paper straws have PFAS. Um, I think by definition, though, the last one that we're glossing over is the most exhausting. Like, yeah, you're creating you. a solution for a thing that is plastic in the ocean by making it paper and biodegradable, which now adds forever chemicals into so our bodies. So it's not actually biodegradable. So, I mean, like, it basically everything about the solution is a fake solution. Like, as in, humans can't even think their way out of their own shitty problems they created like we can't figure except out that, except that it, i don't know if you've been to starbucks in the last year if you buy an ice drink at starbucks they don't even give you a straw anymore the, the, so why do we even need straws yeah, at instead all? you're sipping it out of the plastic top which is full of pfas and getting yeah. that yeah. instead yeah. right can like, you just vote can you just vote you're exhausting <laughs> me that's correct i'm exhausting you that's i'm going vote? with paper straws i'm going with the last one because it hits all uh. of jesse's buttons <laughs> I'm going to go... And it's Boy, the that, right answer, by the way. The, the Larry Elder one, because you didn't even... The the story is so much worse than you even... You were kind to Larry Elder. Because he I? has this... He has this exchange at this conference yeah. w- with a with a woman who who knows the data and, and has done the research. And, and even 
even despite that, he's like, I don't, you're wrong. No, does, I, I don't I agree could, with you. I couldn't quote the entire exchange. Doesn't no, he I know, say at one a, point in the exchange, um, I don't know where you're getting your data or something like that, but that's go, not he right. He basically was like, show me the data. She, yeah, he says, show me the data, which is Oh, this, I don't agree. I don't, uh, I don't know that I, don't I agree. I don't know that I agree with that. I'd like to see your source <laughs> for the assertion. assertion. So this is what's amazing about that. Yeah. This is, and this is the, the Vivek Trump playbook, right? Right. You make the assertion that is demonstrably false. Someone gives you information that shows that it's false. And you say, I don't trust your source. But you never gave a source for your assertion. Like he never had to say like the I like he says, I think X. He just states it. Like X is true. This is the whole truth thing. X is true. And then you say, no, it's not. Here's the data. And then they say, no, I don't trust the source of your data or show me the source of that data. I'm not sure about the attribution for that. As if he had any fucking attribution. I love that. I think it's uh, it's the malest also, thing you can do. I don't. It is. I don't understand how you get so amped and excited that they're assholes like this. It it like I love a good causes asshole. a deep fiery like hate. Oh, for see, me. like I like a good asshole. That's why I'm Jesse. Not- he also. But he also represents a political party where I think it's about a third of constituents uh, don't believe women. in evolution, <laughs> and also and also think that the, no, and also think that the Earth is flat. Yeah, right. So where? So anyway, so I'm gonna Jesse don't both the, both the all male boards. I, I don't. Oh, this is a tough one. Which not secular? Actually, yeah. I'm gonna pivot to the. Um, I'm voting for. All male boards voting for women's health care issues. I'm, that's I'm my, voting yeah, that as well. Uh, that's my tiebreaker. I wanted. To, I, Sorry, man. I do want a non sequitur here, just to say you said um, correctly said that like a, a third of the you know of the people that might vote for Larry Elder can't don't think the world is round. The Earth is round. <laughs> yeah. How is it that 96 yeah. percent of investors can agree that every director is qualified for their jobs? A third of people don't even think the earth is round. Because they're not doing the due diligence. It's unbelievable. Freefloatanalytics.com. But they should subscribe to our product and we can help them with that. In fact, at a... At a premium level, we will actually provide some level of consulting and we can actually, we can really help you do your due diligence. Let us help vote. you. Um, but let's do winners. This is the longest okay, show out of here. Yeah. Still, I don't know four why hour we're show. so much. Let's do winners and other things. I'll go, predictions. I'll go quickly my winner. Uh, historically, historical, oh my God. <laughs> historically black college and university graduate from Howard University, Fanny Willis. Wow. DA Fanny yeah. Willis. She's my winner of the week. I, I like that Jim Jordan's now investigating her. Great. Yeah. Taken down by a black woman from a non Ivy League school, pure poetry. I have a much better winner than you, though. Um, oh, what? My winner is college dorm room poster makers. <laughs> Because what percentage of Southern college students will have Trump's mugshot as a poster in their room before school starts? Can you imagine? That's the greatest poster. To go along with that, what percentage of Northeastern college students will ironically have a Trump (laughs) mugshot poster? That's great. I mean, like someone is minting money off of that mugshot. That's (laughs) That's terrible. That's amazing. All right. I've got a winner. Um, The company Bio Agave for making straws out of agave skins that have been third party tested with no traces of PFAS. And now that I mentioned them, they're going to skyrocket. Their revenue is going to skyrocket. But Jesse, wait. 
I don't want to belabor this, but why do we need straws? What are we I, doing? Well, that's what I said. I said if you don't, I told Matt earlier. If, Except for post-surgery if situations. If you don't have your own glass or stainless steel reusable straw that you bring no, somewhere. No, you don't even need that. You don't need that you either. You could. Just drink it. Just okay. drink it like a drink. Correct. <laughs> Fine. You win. But also if there's going to be a lot of assholes that won't do that, bio agave. Let's okay. Bio agave. Let's pr- probably a male run company funded by I men. Couldn't t- I couldn't tell. It's uh, let's they only sell up, on please. Amazon. <laughs> Great predictions. Give please. Bezos your money. <laughs> I have a quick prediction. I think I've made before, but now I'm I'm absolutely uh, I'm absolutely certain. I don't know if I've done it on this show before. I hope I haven't. But uh, former Strive CEO Vivek Ramaswamy is going to ride this whole anti ESG, anti whatever, anti women, everything. He's going to ride it into being uh, no. Trump's pick for vice president. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's that's what I think. It's, okay, okay. I think it's I a done go deal. Okay. I got to go deal. next because yeah, go, go, go. related to that horrific statement prediction you just made, I'm predicting that by the end of 2024, I will have moved to New Zealand. I will live in New wow. Zealand in a tiny house that's <laughs> off grid. Sheep will be my only friend. Bye forever. Sheep friends. Wait, can I come? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You and Courtney. Which brings me to my prediction, which has nothing to do with either of those predictions. It's much better. Florida's Board of Education, this is the story. Florida's Board of Education is forcing state colleges to fire employees who don't use bathrooms of their assigned sex at birth. Every employee, my prediction, every employee fired by a Florida state college, because Florida is deeply interested in where you shit, applies to work at Free Float and wants to dig up dirt on every CEO, founder, or board member who donated to Ron DeSantis or the Florida Republicans. We give them jobs and not once do we ask them where they urinate because we don't care. That's my prediction. That's our show. Seven hour long show. We're on day two. This is like Coach Oh yeah, we gotta go to the bathroom. That's Damian Rollis, Jesse the Money Whisperer. I am and your analyst, Matt Muscardi. We'll be back next week. Until then, goodbye.